world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Hi, the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Week six now, or seven, eight? This is week six in Gun For Hire lockdown, but it's week Uh, seven or eight uh, for the entire state of New Jersey. Uh, The Crown is allowing parks and golf courses to be reopened. Which is good, because now I I can go out into the park and run instead of running up and down the halls of Walmart. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, By the way... uh, I've been really active with the quarantine crawl, and towards the end, I would like uh, I would like to plug some businesses that I went to visit this week, and I have about <laughs> I have about thirty more businesses that I have to uh, go see. It's keeping me sane it's and keep, keeping it's me keeping alive. Keeping you busy, yeah, that's good. Um, no money thing, in it, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> another thing is I want to talk about uh, knife rights. If you go to KnifeRights.org and their Ultimate Steel 2020 Spectacular, the early bird bonus deadline ends May 15th. So if you donate now, there's extra prizes you can win. You get two chances to win. And uh, Doug and Sue Ritter sent me a custom knife, Sandy. Wow. And now I'm going to be signing it. Really? And I'm going to send it back, and it's going to be part of the raffle. And uh, I'm going to do a video later this week of me signing it. So uh, what, I think that's it? pretty who, cool. Who it? It's a custom K-Bar. I, I, don't, I didn't even open a package yet. Oh. But uh, we'll, we'll be discussing it more on next week's show. But May 15th is the uh, early bird bonus deadline. So you really want to go on to Knife Rights and, and check it out because uh, it's, you know, you know, I don't have to tell you how many knives they have oh to raffle off. You know, it's hundreds. Yeah. And it's first come, first serve. If you get picked number one, you could pick anything off of the list. If you could pick number six and there's 400 knives and guns and other swag left and jewelry and everything, you can uh, pick whatever whatever you want it, it goes in order you know you don't just get sent something in the mail right so uh please everybody check out knife their ultimate uh steel challenge for 2020 so uh i went down to the open new jersey rally on uh tuesday how was that <laughs> everybody in the state nine million people if you're not working come down drive around blow your horns and blah 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 at the war memorial and we had about 350 people and about 150 were the same heavy lifting gun people see there's there's a surprise My yes wow. so and you know we had no excuses it was 70 degrees it was a Tuesday, and if you're not an essential employee, you weren't working. Yeah, right. There was no traffic on the roads. Trenton normally takes me an hour and a half. I got there in an hour. Wow. There was media there. I got interviewed. I had a yell because people were screaming behind me, and of course I got trashed and I got reported because I was violating social distancing. I didn't wear my mask during the interview and everything. Well, did and the reporter have her mask on? Yes, they did. Huh. I woke up the next morning. My Twitter account is locked down oh, uh, for for promoting uh, breaking the law by violating executive order. My LinkedIn account is suspended. You're kidding. And, Nope. And on my six Facebook platforms and my uh, Instagram platform, all the rally pre, uh, during, and post videos are all gone. They deleted them? Yes. And I've got warnings for violating their uh, social guidelines. (laughs) Yep. I got hammered tremendously uh, for that. Wow. I even got a one-star review on Gun For Hire uh uh, gun for hire llc facebook page i'm a gun owner in brick new jersey and what mr calandro is doing is dangerous by spreading the covid the covid probably spreads through his cigar smoke and they gave me a one-star review 
that's that's great. Well, that's the first. That is actually a first. This is the first one star review you've ever gotten. Uh, yeah, but I got it from a gun person, no less. Well, that remains to be seen, right? I mean. Yeah, well, that's that's what he said in his anyone review. Anyone can say anything in those. Yeah, fighting for our rights, trying to get this economy opened again, and uh, we're going to have you. Obviously, you're going to talk about COVID updates in a little bit. Well, I don't really have much to say this. Then way. you're fired. I'd have stuff to say, and I'm going to ask you to chime in on that's it. That's fine. But uh, so the rally to me was a bust, and everybody's like, oh, "Are you going to the rally Friday, May 1st? I'm like, "No, I'm done. I'm pretty much done with rallies now." Yeah. Uh, nobody really cares except the small, small, small percentage of people out there. Uh, but what what did we learn? You know, what did we learn from this uh, pandemic? One thing I learned, excuse me, was that we really don't know how lucky we are that this virus, this virus doesn't spread in grocery stores or big retail stores no. or big big box hardware stores. Absolutely. Apparently, churches, though, you can't go to churches. Correct. Or apparently, any it, kind of any kind of worship service. Apparently, good. it doesn't spread in houses of worship in small no. businesses. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the only place it's the spreads. only place it smells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah only yeah. place it spreads is houses of worship in right. small businesses. So big retail, Home Depot, Lowe's. It doesn't spread there. So then, why don't we all go to Home Depot? And we can have uh, synagogue and church services because also it doesn't spread in mosques, I don't believe, because the mosques in New York are, have no problem. Yeah, well, I, I, I have, I, you know, de Blasio came out and told the Jewish community they're going to start being fined. It's, this is all getting ludicrous across the board. And regardless of what your relig- religion is, you should be able to worship. And I believe that uh, people who believe in God and, and respectful and go to a house of worship, they should be able to adhere to social distancing guidelines. And isn't there a point we get where there's a risk over reward? Uh, like, like you know what I mean? Like like Trump said the cure shouldn't be worse uh, than the uh, than the disease. Right, I I mean we're getting we're getting to that point now, uh, but you know l- let's face it we have this division in this country and I get hammered all the time uh, when I use the term uh, liberals and all but but think about this you know we have two groups of people we have people that are actually <clears throat> getting a paycheck and sitting home and eating you know hemp chips and drinking organic wine and telling us that we all need to do the same thing and then we have a group of people that are business owners or are non-essential employees that aren't getting any money that want to go back to work and we're being told we're killing people by doing it which really hasn't been proven yet right um so it's it's really a tough situation the attacks that i've been um I've been getting on all the social media platforms and emails have been tremendous, even in reference to my quarantine crawls that I'm that I'm killing people. Uh, And uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I don't seem to understand any of that. Uh, Neither neither do I. I I try, 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 try to understand it. But that's that's where we are. And uh, you can't overcome a media that is just constantly pumping out propaganda that's based on a war game. Uh, it's it's based on two things. It's based on the war game that they did and the and the, and the advice that they came away from the war game with that was just I mean top of mind. And number two, the covering for China and the media that just jumps into covering whatever they're told to cover. I, now I, I see positive results from Sweden, who implemented mild social distancing guidelines but didn't have a lockdown, and their rates are about the same as the United States. Yeah, they're they're uh, again. Are you saying they wash their hands and their asses more frequently than us? Probably so. Yeah. Well, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. The the uh, I you can't. For me, it's it's the numbers. I, what are we basing this on? What what? How are you counting? Uh, everyone counts differently here in the United States. We're trumping the numbers up by. Um, you know, counting people who die with the disease, the same way we criticized uh, Italy for counting, we are now adopting that same counting. And now it's going to be interesting to find out what happens since, uh, you know, Tetros and his, and his, his cabal uh, at WHO have now come out and said and praised Sweden, where two days ago uh, they were down on Sweden. So... Uh, you know, I, I, it sickens me. I, I'm just so tired of 
talking about this because there's no science being done here and and those of us who could give a shit about politics um, just don't understand this I, I just I, I, I don't uh, I'm done Listen, um, so I read an article, this is my third article I've read now, doctor, that studies suggest cigars and smokers can prevent COVID-19. I read the data. And what do you think? It's spurious. It's spurious? Yeah. I oh, mean, I mean, okay. there's no science. It's, it's, again, look, I'm not going to. I'm not going to poo-poo any one of one of the things I think that's good. What goods has come of this? It's the uh, scientific community's response to this, and and all aspects of science. And one of the things we'll find out later on. And again, you know, you're you're trying to make sense of something in the fog of war, if that makes any sense. And you can't. Uh, you can't come up with. Uh, we're just trying to figure out what real is right now. And uh, we're dealing with a disease that we know but don't know. Uh, we don't know many aspects of it. It's a, it's a variant of something that's very familiar. Um, so it's not something we totally don't understand. Our response to it from various parts of the scientific community is really pretty cool. Um, you know, Trump got criticized uh, for asking a question that really had nothing to do with uh, drinking Clorox or anything else. And, you know, what gets me is his response. He's got to really stop doing these three hour press press. Yes, because I, I agree. The guy is a buffoon uh, when it comes to science. He's a you know, he's a great businessman. But, look, dude, stay in your lane. You've got people who can answer these questions for you. Defer to those people. Uh, don't, you know, and he was asking a legit question, uh, as a curious person, he's, he's got a, you know, he's got a, a good intellect and as a curious person, he said, can we, why can't we do something like that? Why can't we, can we do something like that? Then the press criticized him and he backpedaled and he said, I was being sarcastic. He wasn't being sarcastic. He was being, you know, again, my impression of what he was saying, he was he was simply asking a good question. Could, couldn't we do something like this? And there are um, a number of scientific approaches right now. Everything from you know, um, uh, you know, plasma to uh, utilizing UV light, which is kind of cool. There's a company doing uh, research into using endotracheal UVA light uh, to try to kill uh, the virus. Uh, but, you know, again, we don't know why. We still don't even know what what the mechanisms of this disease truly are. And anybody who, what bothers me is anybody who sidesteps from the um, quote, unquote, uh, accepted. What, what the hell was a, there was, they used a term the other day that um, kind of like established established truth or something like that it sent it sent chills up the back of my spine because you know what i do for a living is always spark people on to go against the accepted norm right and i fight all day long for that and so does the the group that i lead fight for that all day long and when you're dealing now purely with science and you're saying, oh, we can only accept what the World Health Organization has to say, which, again, came from that uh, exercise that was done, um, you know, Event 201, that was one of the conclusions made. You know, they had to accept what the WHO was going to be the authority, the, you know, the linked authority for, quote, truth. That's just BS. So any doctors who come out and say anything against this, uh, in fact, they're, they're seeing, you've got doctors who are seeing seven, 800 patients uh, uh, you know, a week or treating these people. And these are highly qualified physicians who are you know, intensive care specialists who are questioning certain things and, and positing certain things and being slammed down or banned or, 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 or their, their 
reports are not being taken serious by the mainstream media because it disagrees with what WHO says. And WHO is a political organization. Yep, 100%. You know, run by a guy who is not a doctor, who is, he's the first non-doctor to head the WHO, and is in bed with the Chinese because he's he was the health minister, and he's from Ethiopia, who gets the vast majority of their, um, you know, investment, outside investment from China. So again, it's the politicization of disease and death and suffering is really just pissing me off. I'm sorry. I just, I have nothing else to say. I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. I want to read this opinion piece from NJ.com. How much time do we have? Uh, got about two minutes. Okay. It's from uh, Louis Michael Manzo. In my early days as chief of Jersey City's health department, one of my duties was to handle disease outbreaks. Epidemiology was a required course of study for licensing. After watching the feds and our state's response to this new strain of flu outbreak, I'm I'm tempted to burn all the books from which I learned. I consider the response an overreaction driven by panic and in some instances doing more harm than good. Today's public health workers rely on modeling for forecasting the path of a virus and determining strategies to fight it. It is obvious that the federal government's modeling didn't pan out. Cases and deaths were way overestimated, yet they keep relying on the same professionals to produce additional inaccurate models. No matter what strains of influenza hit, they all have similar characteristics. They thrive in attacking dense populations and can be fatal to those with compromised health conditions, especially the elderly. The the virus was likely hitting New Jersey in December and was then being misdiagnosed as a common cold or the flu. That would mean there are far more numbers of people who were infected and who are currently not recorded in the database for morbidity, mortality, and infection rates. After adjusting statistics to reflect the country's demographics, the study determined that between two and a half and four and a half percent of the county's residents had likely been infected, suggesting that the real number of infections was as many as 80,000, 50 times as many as viral gene tests have confirmed, and it implies a low fatality rate. The information additionally means that New Jersey is continuing to make decisions based on modeling that is still reliant on false and incomplete data, okay? The state should order and prepare to give these individuals antibody tests so that it can be determined if, in fact, they have COVID-19 and were misdiagnosed. January and February, when Dr. Fauci was telling Americans that the new strain of virus emanating from China was nothing to worry about. Within a matter of weeks, the same Fauci was sounding the alarm and urging the country to take drastic measures to prepare for a high mortality rate. Dr. Fauci's statements were responsible for the mad panic that ensued. Without social distancing measures yet in place, stores all over the state were mob scenes and a time bomb for spreading the virus. The government should immediately reopen the state and county parks. Closing that open space creates additional negative density issues that help influenzas to thrive, okay? Uh, He wrote, lastly, the state's pharmaceutical industry should immediately be enticed to massively expand into manufacturing of all medicines currently produced in China. This could be a real economic shot in the arm. And this gentleman, his name is, by the way, Louis Michael Manzo. Uh, He's written several books as well. I agree with him. But like Murphy will not give up. Murphy went to Washington yesterday. He was kissing uh, uh, Trump's ass because he wants $30 billion in bailout money. Right. Okay. And in the conference yesterday, Trump uh, said New Jersey is separate. I mean, you got a guy who uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying they want thirty billion dollars, and any money. Steve Mnuchin said uh, any money that's given to states, there will be restrictions. They can't use it to bail out their their pension plans and stuff like that. Let's you know, see how that works. because yeah, I know because that's what they're looking to do, but. We need to get back to work, Sandy. It's six weeks for me, seven, eight weeks for the rest of the country here. Uh, we, 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 listen, we could have social distancing guidelines. We could have sanitary uh, you know, s- uh, systems, and we can watch what's going on with this now already. We need to get back to work. I'm, I'm not being reckless. You know, okay, I'm spreading COVID through my cigar smoke or whatever. But when I go and shop right and stand in line and touch 
products and goods that other people touched are Home Depot to the garden center. I, that's not spreading it, right? <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. <clears throat> I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. All right. All right. We're back. Monday's a big day. For a lot of you that don't you know. You spent a lot of time in the garden center, did you? No, I don't go at all, oh. but if I wanted to. Oh, Okay. Okay, if I wanted to. It's just, it's stupid. It's confusing. People are looking at each is. other like they're criminals. It's, yes, yes, yes. It's incredible. You know, and look, uh, ditto to everything that that former health officer said. I mean, he's speaking the truth. I'm surprised he wasn't banned, and I'm surprised anybody picked it up. But he's absolutely right. But we've been saying this at, since, what, January? Yes. Uh, you know, I... I I, I, I've sat in bewilderment trying to figure it out, and I finally put it all together, um, you know, a few weeks ago, remembering back to that, you know, that uh, uh, Event 201 exercise. And now now going back and reading through my notes and reading through everything else, it's, it's exactly, we're just following that playbook. And, and bureaucrats do what bureaucrats do. Everyone here has their own... Uh, self-interest at heart and doesn't give a crap about you or me or anyone else. No. And and, and that's how it works. Unfortunately, this is what you suffer through when you have a a bureaucracy uh, that is running your life. It is It is leadership by consensus. And unfortunately, Trump falls into that, you know, I, he falls into that, into that group more often than not, he'll, he'll take a giant consensus and go with whatever they say versus trying to look for the science or ask any questions about things. And, and, and I have to, in a sense, criticize him and come to his defense because, I, and I, I don't know why, I, I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I cannot, 
you know, to, 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 to the average person, I guess, this stuff is, is very mystical and, and frightening and, 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 and you know, something that they don't understand, uh, kind of the way I don't understand how Jello works. But you have to, you know, you have to ask the question, where does, it, where does the data come from? What are you relying on? Let me see the data. Explain it to me. But he's so into looking so smart. Yes. Uh, you he, know. He, he, he should talk less. But, but we're not going to change him. No. So I'm going to change direction now, and I'm going to do something backwards. Mm. All right. So uh, the Supreme Court uh, rendered the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case moot on uh, Monday. It did. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to do it backwards here. Now, today, uh, Friday, uh, May 1st, they're in conference, and this is what they're looking at right now. Rogers versus Gruel, Cary, New Jersey. Oh, Gould good. versus Lipson, Cary, Massachusetts. Uh, Cheeseman versus Palillo, New Jersey, Cary. Never heard of that case before. No. Uh, Cielec versus New Jersey, Cary. Malapaso versus Palazzo, Cary in Maryland. Culp versus Raul, Illinois, Cary. Wow. Uh, Mann versus Barr, federal case, interstate sales. Microstamping, Pena versus Haran, California. Assault weapons, Warman versus Healy, Massachusetts. And assault weapons, Wilson versus Cook County in Cook County. Ten cases. So they mooted that case. And they have 10 cases that they're reviewing. And Monday the 4th or Tuesday the 5th, we will find out what direction the Supreme Court's going on these cases. Okay? And the so, majority of them sound like they're carry cases. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five. Five resident carry, one non-resident carry is six cases out of the 10. So I'm going to do this backwards. Uh, remember now, the Cheeseman case is self-funded. The Rogers case is from New Jersey. And the Cielec case is a self-funded case as well. He's a lawyer, I believe. So David Jensen, who's the lead counsel uh, under Jay Factor on the uh, <laughs> Cheeseman carry case, came out with this synopsis. And I want to share it with everybody. And it might get a little stale or whatever, but I don't care. Okay, I don't care. I want you all to listen to this. All right. It's not like so, we got anything else to do. Correct. So Jensen, Second Amendment Super Friday at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court announced the decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol earlier today. As foreshadowed in oral argument, the court found the city's post-petition rule change rendered the matter moot. And believe it or not, Justice Kavanaugh agreed with that opinion. Yeah, pisses me off. But Justice Alito dissented, and Jensen's synopsis is these two opinions provide some insight. In his concurrence, Kavanaugh agreed that the matter was moot, but he took the time to note that he shared the dissent's concern that some federal and state courts may not be properly applying Heller and McDonald. No shit! He also significantly concluded that the court should address that issue soon, perhaps in one of the several Second Amendment cases with petition for cert now pending before the court. Ten cases, Kavanaugh, ten cases. So Justice Alito's dissent concluded that the rule change had granted the petitioners most of the relief they had requested, but found some issues to still be live. Notably, it wasn't clear that licensed gun owners could stop for reform refreshments or supplies on their way to shooting ranges, and there was still the possibility of a claim for money damages, even though we didn't ask for money damages, the NRA and, and uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. But the more insightful part of the petition, Jensen writes, at least for purposes of the Second Amendment, was the substantive analysis in Section 4, Justice Alito broke this down into two parts. The first part framed the issue as one of historical precedent and whether there was evidence of laws in force around the time of the adoption of the Second Amendment that prevented gun owners from practicing outside city limits. Yeah. Not surprisingly, there wasn't. In the second part of his analysis, Alito looked at the strength of the city showing that its travel restrictions significantly promoted public safety. 
Three of the New York PD's justifications were pertinent, discouraging licensees from taking their guns outside the home, preventing a person who's taking a gun to a range from using it in a fit of rage after an auto accident or some altercation, and three, making it easier to verify that a licensed gun owner was indeed on their way to a target range or vis-a-vis doing something else. The dissent rejected these justifications in no small measure because a reasonable opportunity to practice is part of the very right recognized under Heller. So the claimed interest in limiting the ability to do so was a repudiation of part of what we held in the decision. Moreover, many shooting ranges in New Jersey and Long Island are actually closer to many city residents than are the ranges in New York City. So the notion of minimizing the chances of a fit of rage during travel was dubious, okay? (laughs) And there was no records... Uh, to substantiate this proposition that people were having road rages or anything. So Jensen says two things really stand out in this analysis. The first is the lack of any reference to tiered standards of scrutiny. Nowhere did Justice Alito make reference to strict or immediate scrutiny or to compelling or important government purposes. Rather, Alito focused on the strength of the city's public safety arguments and the degree to which they were substantiated. It reminds one of the approach that Judge Posner took in Moore versus Madigan. The second thing that stands out is who joined what. Justices Gorsuch and Thomas both joined Alito's concurrence, but significantly, Justice Thomas did not join the second part. In other words, Justice Thomas's analysis began and ended with the question of historical precedent. Now, now we go to this Monday. Shortly after announcing its decision, the court listed 10 pending cert petitions for conference Friday, May 1st. Six of those cases concern carry. Since the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case itself concerned the general issue of how local governments could restrict the use of guns in public places, it makes sense to take a look at those petitions first. Three of the six petitions concern New Jersey's justifiable need standard for obtaining a permit to carry a handgun. In application, this is one of the very most restrictive licensing standards in the country. The first petition, Rogers versus Gruel, is an NRA back case that has been pending before the court since 2018. This one came out of the Third Circuit. The second, Cheeseman versus Palillo, which is... Uh, David Jensen's case, is a crowdsourced case that is independent of any interest or advocacy groups. It came out of the New Jersey state court system. Finally, there are COLEC versus New Jersey, a case prosecuted by a pro se attorney, which also came out of the New Jersey state court system. The New Jersey need standard would be a good one for the court to review. Its restrictive parameters are codified in statutory law, and the Supreme Court of New Jersey has repeatedly upheld it. It would be relatively difficult for New Jersey officials to render a New Jersey carry case moot were the, were the court to grant a review. The next petition is Gould versus Lipson, which challenges policies of imposing restrictions on license to carry handguns in Boston and Brookline, Massachusetts. This case comes out of the First Circuit. It has the benefit of a well-developed factual record, but the handicap of underlying policies that are easily changed if the courts grant review. The police chiefs of Boston and Brookline could render, render the case moot at the stroke of a pen, and like Rogers, this case, uh, the Gould case is NRA-backed. So, and then we have these other assault weapon cases, et cetera, et cetera, but we have to, you know, this is an excellent synopsis, all right? Yep. So, and finally, uh, Jensen wanted to close with a few disclosures. I am counsel in Achievement and Gould, and I submitted uh, amicus carrier briefs in Rogers as well as New York State Rifle and Pistol. I was also counsel in Moore and Drake, which are, are both key and divergent authorities that the decisions in many of the current petitions relied upon. Keep your fingers crossed for the next chapter. So Jensen has his fingers all over this. Yeah. All right. We, we knew that going in. So now we're going to see. The justices are sitting in a room, and we'll know Monday or Tuesday what they're going to take, what they're not going to take, if they're going to send stuff back down to the lower courts and say you strict scrutiny. Remember the Third Circuit now. We have a two-judge conservative majority, which we've never had before. So I don't know how any of this is, is going to turn out, Sandy, but I, I'm on the edge of my seat. 
besides being stir crazy from being shut down and locked in for six weeks and dealing with a jackass governor, <laughs> I, I, I'm on the I'm on the edge of my seat because I cannot wait to see what comes out. I saw Mark Cheeseman at the rally on Tuesday, and you know we're waiting with bated breath. And you know Knappen said a while ago that he felt the New York State case was going to get uh, mooted and that New, you know New Jersey was finally going to get its due. So. Um, I, I want either the uh, Rogers uh, case or the Cheeseman case to get picked, but I don't know what the Supreme Court is is going to do at this point. And, I, and 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 Robert scares the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, I know. So all of us, uh, everybody out there listening, we've we've never. I've said this a million times. We've never been this close before in my entire life uh, to getting concealed carry in the state of New Jersey. And again, you know, Gruel and and Murphy will will contest it, but. But until that point comes, you know, we have to we have to cross our fingers because all we have left is is federal relief with the courts. Right. We, we don't have anything else. Right. So, you know, it's a pity the New York State rifle and pistol case. It cost the NRA and New York State rifle and pistol millions of dollars and six years to get that case to the Supreme Court. And once the Supreme Court took the case, they granted cert, New York changed the law, the administrative code, and then asked to have the case mooted. So what's to stop any other state government or entity to do the same thing? Wear us down. That's what it comes down to. Bring a case, go up through all the courts, and finally get right one length before the finish line, and they go, oh, okay, we're changing the law. We want you to moot the case. I I think what the Supreme Court did was okay, but they should have added some kind of remand saying this will not be tolerated in the future. Right, right. Uh, uh, right? You agree? I agree. This should not be tolerated in the future. This is a bunch of bullshit where right at the last minute you change it, you change the law, uh, and you make it a little easier, and then you go to the Supreme Court and say, all right, moot the case. We fixed it. You had six years to fix it. Right. Six years. Now you're admitting that you needed to fix it. Why? Because you were afraid that the Supreme Court decision was going to be farther reaching and really, really grant more Second Amendment rights. And the gun rights groups like the gun, the gun ban groups like Bloomberg and stuff were shitting over this New York state rifle and pistol case because they thought that the Supreme Court, because the first case they took post Heller and McDonald, they thought that they were going to have a huge swath of changes. Right. And they think they dodged a bullet. But now, I don't know any lawyers out there. Dan Schmutter, I know you listen every week. Scott listens. Evan Knappen, Lewis Knappen, uh, David Jensen. Has there ever been 10 cases before the Supreme Court for anything? Right to life, labor, right to work, anything like that, or Second Amendment. Has there ever been in the history of this country, in the history of the Supreme Court, 10 cases in the same area all being reviewed at the same time? I don't know. Anybody yeah. out there who's a legal eagle, please uh, get back to me. I would love to report on it next week. Next week we'll be reporting on this uh, tremendously of what comes out in the synopsis. Uh, you know that if the Supreme Court takes a Jersey case and they rules in our, and rule in our favor, uh, Murphy and Gruel will take time out of the lockdown to uh, file an appeal or, uh, or come up with a million restrictions that we can't have a carry permit and we're going to have to work our way up to the Supremes again. My goal is that they take a solid case, rule on it, and then uh, tell the lower courts to redo all these other cases using strict scrutiny uh, from uh, Heller and McDonald in previous cases. But at this point, I don't know. Yeah, right, right. <sighs> so that was my 20-minute rant. How much time we have left? Two minutes. Two minutes. All right, the face masks are due in in a week or so. Anybody that ordered the gun-for-hire face masks, if you plan banks love them, by the way. Uh, if you if you ordered them to be shipped the day they come in, they will be repacked and shipped. OK, if you ordered them for pickup the day they come in, you will be receiving a notification on what hours and what days we will be at the range and we will have your stuff ready for pickup. I want to thank everybody for their patience. All right. I got an email from a hater telling me uh, that I. Uh, uh, I'm never letting a tragedy go to waste because I'm making money on the mass. Gun people are the best people. Uh, basically, uh, what's what's going on here is that 
<laughs> uh, the mask cost me five dollars and forty cent. I'm selling them for seven dollars a piece. So you're losing money. I have to bring them in. I have to unpack them. I have to repack them, and I handle them. I basically sat down with Matt, and we figured that would be cost. Yeah. Oh, between uh, Matt and Richie, you're way under cost on yeah. that, dude. And, and, I can tell you right now. But uh, but here was my philosophy. We sold like twenty five hundred of them. It's free advertising. Yeah. So I'm okay. looking at, at it as a lend leader. Right? right, but what I should have done was I should have went to China. I should have got masks for forty cent, and I should have sold them for twelve dollars. Yeah, that's. But that's I'm a nice. jackass. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm a jackass. Right. I wanted to do it to to be a part of the community. And again, yes, is it free advertising for Gun for Hire? For sure. But I didn't want to be a pig about it. Speaking of that, next week we're going to be um, we're going to be launching uh, Ammo Blowout. We have a shitload of ammo in uh, in stock and we're going to be offering it to all gun for hire alumni we're going to be selling ammo in various calibers by the case so if you're Ooh. looking to stock up don't buy any ammo yet because the pricing will be right it will be pickup only you can buy online reserve it or you can come in and buy it we will be listing the days times and hours but we will we, we are going to have a shitload of ammo uh to sell since we can't open it's a way for us to generate some income Okay. Yep. And, uh, and that's about it. Everybody just stock up by the case. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Oh, God, you're pissing me off. You're pissing me off. Oh, I'm back. Okay. So I want I wanted to do a couple of things here. I talked about that. Remember now, Marty's V-Burger is offering discounts from Gun For Hire. So go to martysvburger.com. Our New York fighters are fighting up there. Um, uh, two... Number two, A-N-Y-S. Check out their website. If you live in New York, especially lower New York, 
Uh, NJ2A Sanctuary will be coming back up online. I ran into Shelly Kennedy at the uh, rally, by the way. She's really good people. Follow Ants Rants on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And my quarantine crawls. I'm off LinkedIn right now. Uh, and Twitter, you can't retweet my tweets. Uh, anybody want to write a review, Google, TripAdvisor, Yelp, or Facebook, please do it now because uh, I got that one-star review from that douche flute. Uh, the Cheeseman case is still looking for money. GoFundMe.com, Restore-Carry-NJ. And, uh, okay, let me go down and, and do some, some mail now. You ready for some mail? Some mail. Uh, classes and stuff are still on hold. We will be offering non-resident CCW classes, NRA classes, instructor classes, and all of our urban classes and our 1,500-yard urban precision rifle class. As soon as we are allowed to open, all new dates will go up. Okay, I got an email from a Jeff W. years ago uh, with you. Uh, I got your non-comply stickers. I will not comply with stay at home. I have not complied with any of this crap. I've always taken precautions in life as far as disinfecting. I'm a truck driver. I keep my truck clean. I use latex gloves a lot. I also have masks. When this pandemic happened, the only thing I changed was I said no more. These sheep make stupid rules as they go along. It's madness. I've also put a rifle in my truck just in case of civil unrest. He already had his everyday carry 9mm with three 15-round mags. God bless you, Jeff. Uh, he wanted to know if we can add an employee fund site uh, to help my employees out because I still have about 10 that I'm carrying that haven't gotten unemployment. Uh, and he also said maybe you should sign a Glock magazine or something to raffle it off for the people. All I can ask is every all our listeners and followers, if you want to buy gift cards, if you want to buy memberships, if you want to buy swag, anything like that will help. We didn't set up a GoFundMe page or anything. Uh, financially, lucky I'm helping people and I have some reserves. But Jeff W., thank you for all of your kind words. You told me to keep up uh, the good work. Uh this one's for you. Hi, Anthony and Sandy. You asked in the last uh, show for anyone who's had or thought they had COVID and recovered. That's me. My onset was January 26th, three days after a two-day meeting in Rockland County. My temperature spiked to 102.8 at its highest, generally in the late afternoon, evening with lows of about 100. Throughout most of the day, dry, unproductive cough, headache, no appetite, and violent, shaking chills, the worst I have ever had. I was in Florida and went to MedFast Urgent Care Facility around February 4th in New Smyrna Beach, where they did the swab up my nose for the flu. According to them, it was negative, but pretty sure they did not test for anything else. As that was not the norm at the time. They did a nebulizer and prescribed z pack which I finished along with an inhaler. I started taking about 100 milligrams of zinc per day along with several thousand milligrams of vitamin C and lots of ibuprofen. My fever lasted until about February 7th when I got back to New Jersey. The cough lasted for another two to three weeks. Still short of breath when I climbed stairs despite that fact that I usually walk three plus miles a day, five days a week. Mm. My friend and his wife, whom, I've, whom I saw a couple of times while down there, both came down with similar symptoms the following week, but lower fevers for a shorter duration. He wrote, I spoke with family physician a couple of weeks ago to see if I can get if he can get me an antibody test, but he said he couldn't help. I suggested he suggested that I call Red Cross, but I never did. I'd be interesting to see what you come up with. Feel free to contact me. Uh, P.S. Can't wait to get my mask. Vincent Agavino. That's our buddy Vin, who bought a bronze membership, who lives 180 miles away. Mm. So, what do you think, Sam? That's good. I mean, uh, I, I hope you feel better soon, Vin. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty common too to, uh, you know, to be winded uh, after you know that sort of a thing. It could it could it have been COVID? Yeah, could have been COVID. Could have been could have been regular flu. They both kind of, you know, leave you the same way. It's they're both coronaviruses, so they both kick your ass pretty well. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we get the uh, the uh, IgG IgM uh, full blown out into the public. And see just how many people have developed an immunity to it. So, so Vin, keep it up. I hope you feel better. I have a follower on Instagram. Uh, her name is Paula from North Bergen. She had it too, and after three weeks, she's still a little short of breath. Mm -hmm. 
So it seems to be one of the things. This is from a buddy, Richard Adubato, uh, whose wife uh, plays in an Eric Clapton cover band called Bell Bottom Blues. I can't wait till this is over. I can't wait to go see her uh, uh, and her Clapton uh cover band and i can't wait to go see jay mickens from the jay mickens band who put tracy and i in one of his youtube videos uh song but here it is richard adubato hi anthony i hope that you and yours are staying healthy during this crazy time i just renewed my membership thank you and i wanted to let you know i would pay that much simply to subscribe to your radio show a better advocate for my civil rights civil liberties isn't available at any price you also crack me up on a regular basis. There is something about another native Norker's phrasing, timing, and delivery <laughs> that just resonates with me. I look forward to seeing you very soon in person. All the best, Rich Adubato. His wife uh, belongs to Bell Bottom Blues. Look them up. They're on Facebook and everything. They're phenomenal. Their videos are phenomenal. I cannot wait to go see them. So thank you. Also, some shout-outs. Kevin Ruda, gift card. Ed Frischkorn, membership. Steve Roche, membership. Basil Papas, longtime Gun for Hire alumni, membership. Michael Good, membership. Patrick Hinfey, membership. James Loney, membership. George Y. and his son, John, from Firematic. John is our youngest platinum member at Gun for Hire. I went and did a, a quarantine crawl at Firematic on, uh, on River Drive in uh, Garfield the other day. They bought another gift card. He just renewed his platinum membership early two weeks ago, and now he bought a gift card. And a hell of a rifleman, too. Yes. John is our youngest platinum member. Don't ever forget that. He's 12. He was a platinum member at 8. That's <laughs> true. Ainsley Reynolds, <laughs> our state CPA. Gun for Hire swag. Thank you, Ainsley. I love you. Uh, Louis Ferranti lives in Woodland Park. Mailman, longtime Gun for Hire alumni. Membership. Andy O'Shea, who gave us the cologne many years ago, Sandy, he bought a gift card. I mean, these guys and girls that are stepping forward, you humble me every day that I check my emails, that I see these orders coming through while we're closed. Please renew me early. Please don't uh, penalize my membership uh, the weeks you were closed. I want to support the cause. I, 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 you know, everybody, Richie Rotten, Henry, Mark Drapkin, I mean, the list goes on. I can't even, I can't shout them all out here. You know, and I'm trying to do my part by still... Uh, fighting for what little rights we have and getting us open and get some sanity regardless of the attacks I deal with every day and going out to the, the all the quarantine crawls that I've gone out to uh, every day. It's like I go to one or two different places and I'm getting emails from people. Hey, I shoot at your range all the time. How come you don't do a crawl at my place? Well, I didn't know. <laughs> and now I know. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to spread the love because we have to keep it in the family and we have to support those who support you. I'm up to like 47 places on oh, the man. quarantine crawl already. You've been yeah. busy. 47 places. And I still have one, two, three, four, five. I have about 30 more places <laughs> that I have to go to. And then just when we open... Uh, when the state is opened again, I'm going to quarantine crawl a couple of gyms, a couple of real estate people, a couple of mortgage people, and uh, accurate inspections right here in Woodland Park. I'm going to I'm going to do them. I, there's no reason for me to quarantine crawl them now because they're they're, they're dead. Close, their product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not there's nothing going on. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit all of those when we reopen. I'm going to continue the quarantine crawl. It's going to stay on that Facebook on that YouTube page, and Matt is going to build the page on 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 the gun. For hire a website to support those who support you to keep it in a family you know and people are like i went up to uh, uh cindia's on union boulevard in totowa what i normally do is i place the order anonymously mm -hmm. and then i because i don't want anything for free right. you know yeah. and when i go i pay full boat and i over tip because these people are working hard yes. and they need it and right. thank god i still have it yeah. okay so let me tell you something uh this is very, very important to me. So I went up there. They knew it was me. They knew I was coming. They added this fried waffles that were dipped in cinnamon oh my God. for the order and two miniature pies. What kind of pies? Oh, my God. One was a key lime and one was a fruit tart. Ooh. Sandy, they were deadly. I never, ever would have found out about them if it wasn't for that. 
for that quarantine crawl. Wow. I never would have found out about those desserts and those fried waffles. Everywhere I go, I'm finding new people, products, businesses, and services. I mean, Falls Kitchen, Firematic, Cynthia, Doyle's Auto Service, By the Cup in Rocky Hill, right outside of Trenton, uh, Ramstein Brewery. What is By the Ca- Cup? What is that? Uh, it's a coffee place. Oh, cool. I went to see Vitali down there on my way to Trenton. Cafe Neo, Ramstein Brewery, unbelievable. Last Licks and Whippany, Thim's Fire arms uh hisham hamed a lawyer jersey city and brooklyn gun for hire alumni fox island cafe up in uh a burger joint up in uh hewitt the helm up in warwick new york paul's place uh burgers and chili dogs in uh, west milford greg's glass in whippany uh far beyond fabricating unbelievable stuff that they they do up there lakeside diner mr cupcakes bromelos my salad pizza one nino's pizza a little cake amore griddle this jersey johnny's viva pizza marty's v burger rebar mad cow customs francesca's Autosport USA, DeNova Montclair, Barrow House, Manhattan Bagel, Town Hall Deli, The Love of Grub, Palazone, Arms Co. Uh, motorcycles uh, Repair, uh, Piro's Farm, Moonshine Supper Club, Villaggio Restaurant in Wayne, Uncle Louie G. in Park Ridge, Jimmy Buff's Italian Hot Dogs, Village Green Restaurant in Ridgewood, Jack's Food Town, four locations, Dessert Ladies in Sterling, New Jersey, and Signs by Anthony. I mean, that's what I've done so far. Oh, man. <laughs> that's what I've done so far. And, I, I, oh, I did New Jersey Concealment Furniture. I did one for them well as well. I have coming up, Optoff Center. He's a therapist. Dr. Pirelli, therapist. Magic Moments Vacation. Grand Motor Sales in Patterson. Health on Main Wellness in Little Falls. Dan Schmutter. Castellano Electric Motors in New York City. Monster Coatings, uh, my buddy Laszlo. Purely Water. I'm going to go do one with those guys, all right? Lamodi uh, Auto Salvage in, in, in Orange. Elizabeth Trucks in Elizabeth. Uh, Behavior Plus with Frank, right, with the dogs. I'm going to go do one there. Accurate Inspections. Patriotic at Heart. Uh, She makes plaques and stuff for Patriots. Village Smith Cycle Works in Sussex. GT Mortgage. DeMarco's Pizza in Union Valley Road in Hewitt. Jailhouse Jerky. They're sending me samples. Can't wait till I get those. And Sussex Musical. That's just my list of what I have left. Wow. I mean, I'm just out there doing this for everybody, supporting those who support you. So make this a list of places to, to go to. Forget diners, drives, and dives. You want to give your money to people that are keeping the money in the family. Right. Okay? That's what I want to do. And I'm only going to two-way businesses, businesses that support us and appreciate us and respect us, that have shot here, used the our products and services that I know people are sending me places and they're like, Oh, go to uh, Joe Schmo's luncheonette. I'm like, are they pro to a, I don't know. <laughs> well, you better find out because if they're not, I'm not going. So it's been working out really, 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 really well. Uh, so uh, that's about it. All I have here. I'm just on the edge of my seat waiting, waiting to see what the Supremes are going to do and see what, if Kavanaugh is going to be wishy-washy which is a big surprise to me. And uh, I want to see... Is it really? Is that a surprise to you? Yes, Sandy, because I knew he was a gun owner and everything, and I figured after the the, the Democrats attacked him so much that maybe he would, you know, have a little bit of an awakening for our constitutional rights in this country after seeing how they trashed his constitutional rights. But it doesn't seem to have phased him or affected him. And now he's a a middle of the road. And, you know, uh, it's more I got to look at Gorsuch, Alito and Thomas. You know, they're they're my guys right now. And uh, I I just don't know. Uh, You know, and Robert scares the shit out of me because he's more worried about his legacy. And and there was a whole article in National Review last week about how they think he's uh, cowtailing to the Democrats. Like he's afraid of them. Yeah. Well, and the, uh, there's three branches of government. There just uh, there might be a, a reason we will never know that he's afraid of the Democrats. I mean, no, look at true. what he did. You know, Scott Bach all the time says that he's uh, that he's uh, basically worried about his legacy. Yeah, legacy, uh, my ass. Right. Okay, legacy my ass. Follow the Constitution. Follow job. the Bill of Rights. Yeah. That's your legacy. Right. All right. That's what pisses me off. Uh, so again, uh, don't forget our guys at Shooters Gauntlet, ShootersGauntlet.com. Bob Ramo is still looking for a space shuttle hull. If anybody has one laying around, 
I think he's going to have to come up with a new course because they're using drones now for social distancing. Bob, I think a new course would be a drone shooting course 101. Yeah, I think that would be good. Right? Yeah. Yeah, well, don't I, you think? I would ditch the space capsule and go with the drones 101. Yeah, yeah there's got to be a way to you know, effectively and efficiently shoot drones down. I would sign up for that class oh, me in, too. A, yeah, in, a in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've been having Zoom meetings with the, my instructors, uh, uh, Bobby Prouse, uh, Tony Bones, and a bunch of the other guys and stuff. And uh, we're getting ready. Uh, as soon as this all clears up, man, are we going to be launching uh, a bunch of classes. Uh, Zoltan Zarali, who just uh, re- uh, renewed his membership, he's going to take the Urban Revolver course with us, Sandy. Uh, Zoltan kind of disappeared from Gun for Hire for a while. You know, life gets in the way. Yeah, but does. he bought a membership to show support, and he can't wait to come and take Urban Revolver 101. So that's going to be a fun uh, day for us. But my guys and girls are, are breaking their asses behind the scenes right now, getting ready uh, when we when we get out of this uh situation one of my fears is business is going to be uh down a for social distancing reasons and b there's going to be a lot of people with no money yeah that is going to be the problem i don't know i don't do you see the economy springing back i don't know no this is a two-year three-year thing uh you know murphy proudly said the other day uh on his presser uh his uh his hardware guy or software guy said 900,000 claims for unemployment and 600,000 have been processed. And they said it like it was good. Yeah, right. Yet one third have not been processed yet. Now, uh, about 200,000 of those are the gig workers that they just allowed to collect unemployment. Right. But 100,000 are hardworking New Jerseyans who've been paying without question unemployment insurance every day of their lives that they work and then when they go to sign up and collect the system is down right all right it's incorrigible every elected official and their staff should not be drawing a salary during this pandemic they should all have to go onto the unemployment server and collect (laughs) we're all in this together right right yeah we're not all in this together they're the first tier we're the third tier right Okay, and don't ever forget it, all of my listeners, should you ever forget. I'm telling you right now, if all of our elected officials in New Jersey had to go on to the server, you know what? We would be open. It would be fixed in a second, right. or our state would be reopened. They're all drawn. Who's putting Phil Murphy's makeup on for these press conferences? Who's cutting, cutting his, his, hair his hair for these right. press conferences? Right. But I had to shave my head because of him. Right. <laughs> Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody likes my bald head except Tracy, so we have a serious problem. Serious here. problem, because she's the one who counts. Oh, uh, God. Right now, I'm just enjoying it. I take my electric shaver out every morning. I shave around my goatee, and I shave off everything, what's little left on my head. It's nice because... You know, I don't have a lot of hair, but it got so friggin' long. And then I tried buzzing it, and then I looked like uh, I just got out of a mental ward after I buzzed it. Uh, yeah, like I had been strapped down for like six or seven weeks. You know, I looked like Jack Nicholas from, from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's oh, Nest. Oh, God, you didn't take photos. Did no, you? thank God oh, I didn't take photos. I would have paid for that. So then I set the buzzer for zero, but it was so prickly, you know, when yeah. it's down to zero. So then I got the straight razor out. Not straight razor, but like a big five blade, eight blade, whatever they make now. Yeah. And, I, you know, Tracy came into the bathroom. She goes, you know, the black back of your head is bleeding like in 14 places, <laughs> right? I'm like, uh, you should have blamed her. It's because no. you wouldn't do it for me. Correct, correct. Right. So all you old people out there, if you know what this is, I have a styptic pencil. Oh, you do? I have. I saw it in a CVS or a oh Walgreens like 10 years ago. I saw a Barbasol styptic pencil, and I bought it, and I put it in my medicine cabinet in the master bathroom, and I never used it. There I just go. bought it to reminisce, Okay. <laughs> And when she told me that, I handed her the styptic pencil, and she stopped the bleed. She wanted to put a tourniquet around my neck. <laughs> yeah, well, that was for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so now, instead of using a razor every morning, I just take the uh, my electric razor out, and I just uh, go. I mean, it's still a little sandpaperish or whatever. But let me tell you something: low maintenance. And at the rally, I got a little bit of sun, and I was driving home. My head was pounding. <laughs> 
<laughs> with, I mean, I had two bald spots, front and back, but I guess I still had partial coverage from the UV. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, I need some SPF 500 for the next time I go outdoors. <laughs> now, the good thing is, since in the past six weeks, since we've had this quarantine, we've only had sun three days. Yeah, for about an hour a day. <laughs> for my guys out there, Optoff and uh, Pirelli, uh, Please, I've been po reposting your stuff. I know a lot of people, I've seen uh, suicides have gone up and a lot of people are depressed. Please, uh, you, there's the suicide ho hotline, there's the text line. If anybody's feeling depressed out there, we have uh, a network of uh, people who are pro-gun who can help you. Uh, if you email me, Anthony at Gun For Hire, in strictest confidence, I will give you their information. Um, you can email me anonymously if you want. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but if anybody out there needs help, please don't don't fight it. All right. I know it's a long time. People are hurting financially, businesses a lot. Listen, I get my dark moments. You know, sometimes I'm sitting and I start thinking. I'm like, wow, I am close six weeks. How long is it going to take me to recover from this? You know. Fortunately, I had some money in the coffers, but every time I check, I'm like, holy shit. Coffers are going. Oh my god! Coffers yeah, there's you know you know it's great that people are buying memberships and stuff, but yeah, and it helps. Believe me, it helps. It, it puts a, a half a cork in the hole of yeah. the of the boat, but but it's not a full cork, you know. And uh, so if I'm feeling it, you know how many other people are feeling it, and a lot of people are reluctant to get help uh, when they're firearms owners, and there is help for you as a firearms owner. So please, please, please don't hesitate. There's a suicide prevention hotline. There's a text line. There are many avenues you can go to. And if you know anybody that's feeling it, please refer them as well. We're all in this together, except for the first tier. Yeah, because they're leading us. Yes. I'm really done, so you can do your thing, Bubba Louie. Well, it looks like you've done it again. Even though you have nothing else to do, you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a kind of community production that was by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew behind the enemy lines, we love you guys. And remember, ooh, coming soon is going to be the ammunition blowout, which is a great time to stock up. Yes. From sea to shine.